The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. This is Cheryl Dawson, and uh, with me is Ken Dawson and Colonel Curtis Carver. He's Ph.D. and West Point Vice Dean. Uh, he's going to talk with us today about developing and inspiring America's leaders. And today, of course, we're commemorating December 7th, uh, 1941, the Day of Infamy, as, as it's known, when we were attacked uh, at Pearl Harbor, uh, starting our involvement in World War II. Of course, it's very important to reflect on the values and sacrifice of our servicemen and women whose commitment has uh, enabled us to win the war. And today's war on terror is far more complex, though based on the same desire for world domination and hatred for the values of freedom and sanctity of life for which we have fought in every war since the founding of our nation. Without courageous leaders of character, we would not be a nation today. Our guest will share the secrets to developing and inspiring great leaders, not only for our military, but for all organizations. Uh, I'd like to give just a brief uh, introduction to Curtis's background. Uh, Curtis Carver, Jr. is a career Army colonel with 26 years of service to the nation. He's served in many assignments that span the world, including five years in Italy, one in Korea, and deployments in both Afghanistan and Iraq. He currently serves as the Vice Dean for Education at the United States Military Academy at West Point. Colonel Carver's undergraduate degree is from West Point, and his graduate degrees in computer science are from Texas A&M University. He is an author and keynote speaker on technical and inspirational leadership at Chief, um, uh, as Chief Information Officer Executive Summits and both uh, at civilian events around the country. In May of 2010, just next year, Colonel Carver will transition from the Army and assume the role of vice chancellor and CIO for 35 universities and colleges in Georgia. Welcome, Curtis. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, we're just delighted to have you here. Ever since I heard you speak uh, a few weeks ago at a, a human resource leadership conference, um, I, I w- have been looking forward to this opportunity. I know you have a lot to share about leadership as well as the education of leaders, so we'll look forward to um, to having you share today. If you could uh, please maybe start just by telling us why you went to West Point and and joined the Army. Well, it was uh, it was a delightful dilemma. Uh, I guess uh, over 30 years ago, I uh, had the opportunity to uh, go to Princeton, uh, Georgia Tech, or West Point, and I think all three are 
just phenomenal schools and, and uh, would have developed me. But as I looked at the opportunities that uh, each venue provided, I thought that West Point would provide this broad liberal arts education, that it would stretch and develop me as a whole person, uh, and it definitely did. <laughs> it definitely uh, uh, was able to um, inspire me to now, I guess, uh, 26 years of service to our nation, 27 next year. And so that was really it. I had three great opportunities, but I thought that West Point would provide this development of a whole person, and uh, uh, it did. And once I joined the Army, uh, what a phenomenal uh, uh, organization. Uh, it's with some degree of sadness that I'll retire this year, but uh, uh, it has come to that point where it's the right thing uh, to do, and I'm looking forward to continuing to serve uh, as I move to the uh, university system of Georgia. Curtis, the uh, gentleman who wrote the forward to our book is a gentleman named Bob Bunker. I don't know if um, he went to school before you or after you, probably before you, but he is a, uh, he came out a two-star major general and uh, went to work for Brenner Root at the time and came into our program and wrote the forward to our book and just is a very close friend of ours. He now lives in Buckhead, just north of Atlanta. And, uh, and working with him for a number of months, I just came to appreciate West Point and all of the inspirational and motivational stories and the history, and uh, I just can't say enough about, uh, of course, not just West Point, but all the military academies. And uh, they turn out uh, some of the finest men and women uh, in our country, and I know that you feel as strongly as Cheryl and I do about uh, uh, congratulating them and uh, wishing them our best every single day. Oh, very much so. I, it, it's, it's been fascinating to watch the effect of, of uh, 9-11. All the service academies are among the uh, best educational venues in the country. But since 9-11, um, the young men and women of our country have been beating down the doors uh, to join the service academies to make a difference. And, and they're coming into this with eyes wide open. They know they're going to deploy uh, to Afghanistan and Iraq. There's no confusion. And so they come in with a, a degree of determination, a degree of um, uh, commitment uh, that uh, what they're doing is very serious business. And uh, it, it, it's what leads me to believe that the best days of our nation are ahead of us. Uh, when you look at these, you know, just magnificent young men and women that are coming in uh, to the service academies today, uh, you can't help but smile and, and, and know that the, the future leaders of our nation are going to take us uh, in to continuing to be one of the greatest nations on the planet. I'm just so excited that we're, we're doing that. And, of course, I go back to uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis in Vietnam, and you'll remember that uh, we didn't uh, treat our military nearly as well as we could have and should have. And I'm just happy that... Well, not only giving them uh, much of the support they need, but not only that, allowing them to go to school and realize their potential and truly become leaders in American business as well. Oh, I, I completely agree. And it's, it's one of those eye-opening events when I deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq last year. Uh, I have to tell you, it is impossible to buy a meal in an airport. Uh, someone sitting in the restaurant, someone seeing you in line will hijack your bill, pay it, and in at least about half the instances, they won't even tell you who they are. Uh, you'll ask for the bill, and, and, and uh, the waitress will smile at you and say someone's already paid for it. 
and so every single meal, I, I could not buy a meal uh, as I was preparing to deploy in uniform. I could not buy a meal as I was coming back uh, into the country. Um, it, it is a different situation, and I, I can tell you that the men and women in the uh, service uh, deeply appreciate it. We do that every single day, and one of the things that I love to do is travel the country and, and give back. Cheryl and I are all about giving back. Our country's been so wonderful to us, and one of the things that I like to do is go around and wear my Marine Corps cap and, uh, you know, buy not just Marines but all military breakfast, lunch, and dinner and just thank them for their service. It's just amazing the kind of uh, uh, thanks you get from them in terms of uh, how much we appreciate them and how much uh, they in turn appreciate us. Uh, exactly, exactly. It it really opened my eyes last year, and I, it continues to happen. So. Uh, it's a different situation. Our, our nation, if you will, has matured a bit. Well, and when you talk about uh, uh, 9-11, that, that was really so much different from December 7th of 1941 because that attack, of course, was at a military base, whereas uh, here in, in modern times uh, we see it, uh, the attack right on the civilian population. So it really is a different animal, a different um, enemy that we're dealing with. And you mentioned that you were in Afghanistan, uh, Curtis. Share with us what your role was, and and also since you're um, uh, you know an expert in the IT area, how uh, you see the the technological innovations uh, impacting the mission there and other operations. Uh, sure. So uh, in 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 both the deployments, what I did was work with the strategic leadership of their uh, respective national military academies. And I'll tell you, one of the great untold success stories of the uh, Afghan conflict has been the development of their national military academy. It's a topic of great national pride uh, in Afghanistan. It's helped them coalesce a sense of nation as opposed to being a collection of provinces. And when you look at their national military academy, it represents all of their ethnic groups. I believe they have 47 ethnic groups. Um, it's the most competitive college to get into in Afghanistan. Like America, uh, the Afghans are breaking down the door uh, to get into their uh, academy, and it, it's helping build a sense of nation. I, they really, perhaps for the first time in their, their history, want to be a nation and join the community of nations. And it's interesting that the commitment that their students have uh, upon graduation is 25 years of service. Uh, so they're making a life, you know, a lifelong commitment uh, to work as a military officer in the Afghan army and help transform uh, that nation. So it was a, a deeply enriching uh, experience for me to go over to work with their superintendent, uh, one of the uh, 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 one of the heroes in Afghan uh, history, uh, to work with their dean and to work with their head of their uh, computer science department to. Uh, try to uh, advance the academy and advance how they use uh, technology. I will tell you that technology is having a, uh, a big impact. Uh, what it's allowing them to do is uh, access the Internet to see differing points of views. To a certain extent, it's a very isolated country, and the ability to bring the Internet in, to bring in differing points of view, to engage them in the world community and its importance has helped you know, reaffirm in their minds the importance of, of, of being a nation state, of being a stable nation state, um, and the advantages of joining and actively participating in the world uh, community. 
So the technology is at the forefront of what we're trying to do uh, in Afghanistan in terms of allowing them to see those differing points of view and to help build their nation. And, you know, look how uh, the surge in Iraq, uh, you know, Bush hang, hung in there and, uh, and it worked. And, and, of course, those of us with military backgrounds like yourself are, are so absolutely uh, afraid in many respects that, uh, you know, this, well, we're going in, but we're coming out 18 months later. I mean, you've got to be committed. You've got to let your, your friends and your enemies know that you're there, you're committed, and you're there to win. And that is exactly what uh, they want to do, we want to do, and we must send that message. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, it, it really dovetails with Afghan culture. It was, it was interesting that the first 30 days or so that I was there, every day uh, I, I would go over, and when you meet with the leaders there, you have a cup of chai, and uh, you, you sit and talk politely. But after about 30 days, they, they decided that I, I really was committed uh, to the development of their nation, and that's when the open communications began, and that's when we were able to start making changes that would help them enhance their military academy. So, no, you're exactly right. They're, they're interested in a long-term commitment. They're lo interested in long-term progress uh, for their nation, and so are we. And so that's where this natural partnership um, is building between our two nations, and I, I can't think of a better showcase than their National Military Academy, which has everyone there, everyone from across their entire nation, and again represents, like our military academies, the absolute best and brightest of the uh, young uh, Afghan uh, men and women. Well, we're going to have to take a break here, Curtis, but when we get back, we'll talk more about uh, your role at West Point and how it's impacting leaders for the future. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life. With Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Colonel Curtis Carver, and we're talking about uh, West Point and education of leaders. And, Curtis, you mentioned uh, before the break how you've impacted the development of the National Military Academy um, program in in uh, Iraq. Or is it, that's in Iraq, right? Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, it's both. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you share with us just a little bit about your current role at um, West Point and how you're doing, uh, what you're doing to shape that program there? Sure. I, I currently serve as the uh, Vice Dean for Education, and I'm responsible for uh, the curriculum, assessment, strategic planning, our magnificent Jefferson Library and Learning Center, and a number of the other centers of excellence that focus on educating and inspiring uh, our future leaders of character. Well, I noticed um, that West Point is ranked by News and World Report as the number one liberal arts college in America, and you yourself uh, mentioned how important that played in in your uh, selecting it uh, for for your education. What are the factors that have placed West Point in that coveted role or position? Well, we've been very, very fortunate. We've uh... Uh, and we very much appreciate, you know, the kind of independent and external recognition of the, the quality of our program. Uh, Forbes magazine this year ranked us as the number one college uh, in the uh, nation. Uh, the Princeton Review uh, has us as the number one for the most accessible uh, professors. And what that is, what that drives to is this intent uh, of West Point to 
reach out and transform the cadets. And we do that in one-on-one settings where we uh, help transform them and see the world in a different perspective. So it's kind of done the old-fashioned way. It's done by uh, setting the stage where we can set up that transformational moment between that mentor and by, by that student. And so we keep our classes very small. We have the faculty engaged outside the classroom. Uh, we look for opportunities to educate, train, and inspire uh, the cadets with a lot of the focus on that inspire part. And again, it's done the old-fashioned way. It's done one-on-one. It's done on their turf, not on our turf. And we tried to build the curriculum uh, so that we can do that. So we're very pleased to be ranked as the n- number one liberal arts um, college in America, public liberal arts college, and we're uh, you know pleased with the Princeton Review and the Forbes reviews. We've still got work to do, and we're continuing to innovate and adapt our program uh, to the needs of our nation. Uh, but th- that's what we've been working on for 200 years, and we continue to, to change and adapt. Well, I really <clears throat> appreciate hearing you say the old-fashioned way because, you know, character is not built by technology. Technology is important, as I'm sure you recognize, uh, since you're, you know, an expert in that field. But it cannot replace the, uh, the one-on-one uh, interaction uh, and the challenge that, that you make to a student and to, and to future leaders um, in order to build the kind of character and values that really are underpin their ability to perform. No, I think I think you're exactly right. And as as we look at that, it really is based on some kind of old-fashioned ideas that if you're going to be a leader of character, you need to seek to discover the truth, decide what's right, demonstrate the courage to act accordingly, and to always do that. And when you look at those kind of four guiding principles, if you will. Uh, we didn't talk about technology at all, but but being that leader of character underpins building the right culture within your organization so that it can be uh, a high-performing organization. Curtis, the other thing that, uh, of course, we're most interested in is um, many of our listeners are employed, but many are unemployed and are looking at, for instance, a career in the military today. Um, much of what we're saying has uh, total application for West Point graduates and West Point itself, but uh, much of what we're saying has uh, application for the military generally. Um, Share your thoughts with our listeners, if you would, relative to how uh, all the things we're talking about, uh, leadership, inspiration, motivation, honesty, uh, impacts dramatically on any young man or woman that wants to go in today's military. Well, I have to tell you, I really like the current Army uh, ad campaign, uh, this idea of Army Strong, that the um, young men and women that are coming into our Army already have a number of developmental you know, experiences that are coming up. They already have a lot of strengths that they're going to bring into the Army. And what the, the Army Strong campaign is that we're going to build on, on what's already there and make you even better. And I think that's what transformation is all about when you you look at the uh, military academy and its role is we take in extraordinary extraordinary young men and women the the best from across our nation and then we develop them and make them better and as they they come through that program we're stressing them we're we're finding where they're strong and where they're weak and we're, we're helping them develop using kind of a whole person concept 
And so that's what I like about, you know, the, the Army campaign uh, plan of Army Strong. And I would tell you that West Point does the exact same thing. It's really all about transformation and building on the strengths that folks are bringing into our program. And in terms of being fair and balanced, uh, it's fair to say that actually all the uh, military, I mean, I just go through the list, uh, Marine Corps, uh, Navy, uh, Coast Guard, Air Force, you know, they all are doing an outstanding job of reaching out to today's young men and women. And I think it's just a tremendous uh, asset as far as our country's concerned. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, it's, you know, it's one of the things that kind of surprised me uh, when I went to um, – uh, Afghanistan and Iraq is the number of the other services that are there. They're, they are there in very large numbers supporting the ongoing campaign, and they're doing it in traditional roles and they're doing it in non-traditional roles, but it really is a whole team concept um, of uh, the, uh, all the services being there in the fight and doing what they can uh, to win our nation's con- uh, uh, conflicts. That's really great to hear. Well, you mentioned the diversity uh, in Iraq, and in many ways the cultural diversity of the world greatly uh, changes the challenges that the military faces um, in its missions around the world. How does the academy prepare leaders uh, to deal with that diversity? Well, I think you have to look back uh, to a certain extent at what our uh, academic mission is and what we're trying to do. You know, our, our academic mission at West Point is to anticipate and respond effectively to the uncertainties of a changing technological, social, political, economic world. And if you think about that from a, a diversity uh, standpoint, what we're really doing is we're, we're teaching folks how to think and not what to think. Going back, you know, the, when, when I joined the, the active army, do you know where we were in the world? We were in Grenada. Uh, we were in Grenada. No, no one, you know, three months before could have foreseen that we were going to be there. Uh, and so my, my first assignment was with the uh, 82nd Airborne Division, and uh, that's why this idea of, of uh, liberal arts education, of thinking broadly, of being able to uh, teach people how to think but not what to think, gives them that agility, that mental agility that we're going to need. Where are we going to be 25 five years from now? I don't know. I, I, so I can't fill your mind with that. But what I can do is teach you how to think. And, uh, again, I think West Point does it very well. The service academies do it very well. It, it's one of my favorite quotes is from a, a guy named uh, Pucart 2,000 years ago. Uh, a mind is not a vessel to be filled but a flame to be kindled. And that's what we try to do in our educational program. And, and that's why uh, the Army and the other services continue, continue to win our nation's wars. It's that organizational agility that we build in. Did you go through jump school at Bragg? Uh, I did jump school at Fort Benning, actually. Okay. Uh, I did oh. jump master school at, at Fort Bragg. Yeah. And then uh, the unit I was with, actually, in Italy was one of the, at that time, only two airborne units yeah. uh, in Europe. So I got to jump uh, throughout most of Europe. Yeah, I was at, I was at Lejeune. We used to do a bunch of things together, you know, Army and Marines. And uh, it was a great, great experience to, uh, to see that actually happen. It was just wonderful. Uh, exactly. The, uh, the, it really is a joint endeavor. Uh, uh, and the Marines and the Army have always had a close relationship. Exactly, especially over there. You know, you, 
you hear an awful lot about Army and Marines simply because they're up front catching the bullets. But, uh, you know, the way they're working together and, uh, and doing everything they can for our country is just, just something that every American should get down on their knees and thank God for. Well, it's well, interesting. Yeah, go ahead, Kurt. Well, no, I, it, it's and I, I tell you, I'm seeing more and more of that these days, where where uh, there really is a close bond between our our uh, society and between our military. Well, it, it's an important one to have too, <clears throat> and uh, I guess it gives the strength uh, for our young people to be able to make that kind of commitment to know the nations behind them. Well, it's interesting to hear you talk about. Um, liberal arts uh, and the humanities and social sciences being so much uh, important uh, in forming one's ability to think. Clearly, so many uh, of us think about the academies as, as focusing on engineering and science and technology and mathematics and so forth, and I know that those are important areas, but really you do have to have that balance. No, you're exactly right. If you were to look at our students right now, uh, about 50%, about half of our students go into humanities and social sciences, and about half of our students go into uh, more tr- uh, to engineering, science, technology, and, and mathematics majors. But again, to provide that agility, to have the right mental, you know, tool sets to think about the world, we want our students to have both. We want them to have a, uh, a rich experience with humanities and social sciences, and a rich experience in the more uh, STEM subjects. And well, we're going to need to take a break here, Curtis, but when we get back, we'll talk more about leadership development and inspiration. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, 
Don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player, too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Colonel Curtis Carver uh, from West Point, and we're talking about building and developing leaders. Uh, for not only for the military, but for uh, civilian uh, roles that they'll assume um, after they're completed with their military service. And, Curtis, you mentioned how important the transformation process is. You talked a lot about that. And it's not just about the education, uh, the formal education only, but also um, outside the classroom. Tell us a little bit about the mentorship program. Um, Sure. The, uh, the West Point firmly believes that if you're going to uh, uh, transform uh, leaders, it, it really is done on a one-on-one basis by building uh, those relationships that are necessary. And we do it on the cadets' ground. We don't do it on our ground. So what we've done is we've built it into our faculty reward system. If you look at a, um, a traditional faculty reward system and how you promote the faculty, it's based on uh, teaching and research and service. And we, we have those three components, but we augment them with uh, cadet development and faculty development. So let me talk about cadet development. That cadet development component is cadet development outside the classroom. So we have a number of venues where we work with cadets outside the classroom, and we're not going to academically promote our faculty unless they're actively engaged uh, in those processes. So let me give you some examples. Uh, I work with the women's soccer team. We have faculty embedded on each of the teams and the faculty I go to all the practices I'm there on the sidelines and I tell you inevitably one of the ladies on the team will pull me aside uh, and we don't talk about soccer uh, and coaching I don't coach what I do is I work and mentor them on all the other aspects of their life and and so they'll pull me aside at practice and we'll kinda walk away from the group and and chat about what's going on in their life and and what advice they need and, and how I can help them and almost every single practice, something like that occurs. Um, we have a sponsor program where the uh, uh, students get to see a military family from the inside. So they, they have a sponsor. It's kind of like a foster a parent, and they get to go and 
see the family and, and, and interact with the family and be part of that family, but to understand that the faculty are not just intellectual authorities, but they're a whole person. And our commitment to the military and to our nation, this idea of service, um, they get to see it acted out uh, day in and day out. And they, they get to relax a little bit, too. We have a professional military ethic uh, training program, and it's taught in small groups with faculty that are not in the cadets' chain of command. And we come in and we you know, break down into, into these groups and we talk about those components of being a professional officer, of honor, of respect, of toleration, and what those things mean, and non-toleration. Um, and we work through those topics. And it, all of these things... Uh, allow us to be on the cadets' turf where, to a certain extent, they control the agenda. And, and they're the ones who approach us and say, when the time is right for them, for that transformational moment, that mentorship to take place. And so West Point has built it into their faculty reward system, and then we've built a number of venues where the cadets can take charge and come to us and, we can build those long rela- long-term relationships that you need so that we can mentor you know, educate, train, and inspire uh, the cadets. Curtis, another area that I know our listeners are interested in is uh, your new role, uh, that of uh, Vice Chancellor and CIO of 35 universities and colleges for Georgia. Could you uh, share some information uh, for our listeners in that area? Yeah, the, as I, I look to uh, transition um, out of the military, I had the opportunity last year uh, to uh, visit with uh, 35 uh, colleges and universities across our nation. And uh, what came out of that is this deep appreciation that among the 4,400 colleges and universities in the United States, there's a college out there for just about everyone. There's just a rich diversity. And so when I started looking for a civilian job, I, you know, I had to stop and think about what, did I, what do I want to do you know, with the rest of my life? Where, who do I want to be associated with? And um, in, in looking at that, I wanted to continue my service uh, to the nation. I wanted to continue to uh, help educate and inspire, you know, the future leaders. And I was very fortunate in that uh, an opportunity arose in uh, uh, Georgia uh, to be part of their great system of uh, 35 colleges and universities and to help prepare their leaders. And, As I looked at what the Georgia educational system was doing, it was very forward-thinking, it was very innovative, uh, it was well-led, and it just seemed to be a natural fit for uh, an an opportunity for me to continue to contribute, continue to serve our nation. And some of these schools are similar to A&M where you're actually in ROTC and do have a military program that uh, enables you to transition into the military? Oh, exactly. If you look at one of the top military uh, um, uh, academies uh, in the nation, you're looking at schools like uh, VMI, the Citadel, and right. North Georgia. Yeah, no. So North Georgia has this uh, rich uh, history of developing uh, leaders for our nation. And as you look across Georgia, most of those schools are going to have ROTC uh, programs for one of the various services. Uh, and it, it, it's one of these uh, states which is a wellspring of, of, develop, of providing uh, officers and enlisted soldiers to our nation. Right. Well, Curtis, uh, I was really interested as I looked at some of the materials you sent me about the experiential uh, training that is made available to the 
to the cadets. Uh, so it's not just about you know cracking the books and and studying online and so forth. Uh, one of the um, ones that came to mind is the mill space. What is that, and how does that work? Oh, mill space is, uh, is has been a great success. And what it is is, uh, if you're familiar with Facebook, uh, what ended up happening is back in uh, 1998, a couple of officers who were uh, teaching at West Point and then left West Point, returned to the Army, um, were uh, looking at the idea of building a Facebook for the young leaders, a horizontal organization, not for social networking, but to solve real problems to allow us to react faster than our, our uh, enemies. And what they did is they built this protected forum where all of the platoon leaders in the Army could get together and collaborate. So if one of them's being attacked with a new form of improved explosive device, they could collaborate and talk about that and, and what techniques would counter that. And what it allowed us to do is reach decisions much faster. And it also allowed us to professionally develop these young leaders around the entire world. Uh, another great example is, is you know, that, that lieutenant sitting down writing a letter home that one of the sol- to, to the families of one of the soldiers who have been killed. Very, very difficult to do. Well, how do you do that? And, and one of the ways you do that is by talking with other peers that have gone through that process and, are, and had to do it. So we built this protected enclave where the platoon leaders could get together and talk about their problems and work together. And we did another one for the company commanders. And this year, believe it or not, we're doing one for the uh, four-star generals uh, so they can get together and talk about the problems. They can learn from each other, you too. Exactly, exactly. And so what Millspace has done is it's allowed us to build an online professional forum um, and uh, to help build this kind of organizational agility uh, into the Army. And it, it's working extremely well. And we've also been able to take what comes out of that and use that within our curriculum. So let me give you an example. We, we run something that's uh, 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 called the, the Leadership Challenge, where we're uh, training the, the cadets here. And we're saying 18, 24 months from now, this is one of the problems that you're going to be facing. And we bring in video from Afghanistan and, and Iraq uh, that's very fresh. Typically, it's about eight days old. Uh, and uh, the, the, there's a platoon leader on the ground talking about one of the challenges that they faced. And, and as you might imagine, these problems are very complex. Uh, they're all about using the, you know, the full dimension of leadership, if you will. And um, what we do is we videotape a number of lieutenants that talk about the different aspects of the problem, the second-order effects, and, and the real complexity of kind of solving the real issues that we're facing on the ground in Afghanistan and Iraq. This is not simple work. And then we show the different facets of that. We build a protected enclave where the cadets and the lieutenants can talk back and forth and collaborate and share. And what ends up happening is it provides relevance to the curriculum that we have here. It allows the cadets some reflection time to start thinking about what it really means to be a leader of character, what their re- the profession of arms, and what they're going to be doing when they graduate 18 to 24 months from now. And when I go around the country and I talk at uh, 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 events, 
I, I challenge the leaders that are present to set up similar programs like that where they develop and mentor their leaders by letting them see the challenges they're going to be facing 18 to 24 months from now and giving them time to marshal the resources and to think through what they're going to do when they get on the ground and to understand the complexity of real leadership, how to handle uncertainty. And, and that's what Mill Spaces allowed us to do is not only build this professional forum that ties together the platoon leaders and company commanders and four-star generals so they can chat, uh, but it also allows us to bring that back into our curriculum and to uh, vividly demonstrate the relevance of that curriculum and to also start these uh, you know, uh, nascent learners to start thinking about what they're going to be doing uh, two years from now. Carlos, one of the areas that is so critical that we see a gap in every day is organizations that really have little or no understanding of our military and as a result when they interview a young man or woman coming back from Iran or Iraq or Afghanistan uh, they're asking inappropriate questions don't really understand uh, the relevance of what they've done it's just so critical that we educate today's business and industry in terms of the military and the tremendous assets that men and women coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan are. Exactly. I, I, I think you have to say that those folks that are coming back have a worldview. They've, they've seen a part of the world that others have not. And they've worked on a high-performing team. They've worked together as a trusted member on a high-performing team. And I think to a certain extent there's a common misperception that we have an over-reliance on positional power, and it's simply not true. That's not how high-performing teams work. Um, so when you, you, you see these young men and women and they're coming back from those experiences, I think they transition uh, into uh, civilian jobs extremely well because they know what right looks like to a certain extent. They know how to collaborate with others. They know how to get things done. They know We're how to work under pressure. We're going to have to take a break here, uh, Curtis. When we get back, we'll talk uh, more in our final uh, hour. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. 
We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to FeedThePig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Colonel Curtis Carver, and uh, we've just had a tremendous uh, time with you, Curtis. Thank you so much for sharing some of your insights and uh, expertise on building leaders, and I think it clearly is applicable across uh, every industry and organization as well as government uh, besides the military itself. And you made some interesting points uh, before the break about how uh, the Academy is using technology to uh, tie together the learning experiences so that when um, your young leaders get out uh, into the uh, operations, they can have the ability and the, the competency and the, as well as the confidence to make the decisions that are necessary. And I think uh, we would be remiss not to mention the Army's uh, or America's Army simulation game uh, because we talked earlier about how people find out about the importance of um, considering the military as an educational venue. Share with us about that program. Uh, sure. The, um, the Army and the other services are really phenomenal environments, and one which I personally have richly enjoyed working in for, I guess, the last quarter of a century. And what the Army uh, game was was a need uh, to share our passion for our profession, our, our love of our country, and our dedication to its citizens and thus, we kind of paradoxically came up with a game, which uh, the Army's game, uh, the uh, America's Army, which shares our values and, and culture with the potential talent uh, that's out there. And it's just been wildly successful. Uh, as of June 2009, we had, um, I guess, 10 million registered users 
It's won uh, five Guinness Book of World Records uh, and, uh, I guess, 243 million uh, hours of playing. But what America's Army does, other than it's a very entertaining game, but it shares our values and cultures. It allows us uh, to say this is what we're about and to simulate that in a meaningful way so that talent can, you know, the, the, the folks that are coming up that may be interested in joining the Army can see uh, what we stand for. Curtis, the beginning of this show had to do with uh, December 7, 1941, uh, Day of Infamy, and I know you're a historian as well as uh, many other things. And we have not only uh, young men and women uh, who are either employed or not employed, but we also have some uh, veterans and probably have some World War II veterans, uh, sometimes called the greatest generation. Um, if you would, share your thoughts for them and us relative to how much we appreciate them and how much we owe them. Well, I, one of the things I do as a vice dean at, at West Point is, is we get asked to travel and to speak uh, at, as a num- at a number of venues, and I, I had an opportunity um, earlier this year in September to go up to Oswego as they were having their great fireworks display. It's absolutely phenomenal. But the other thing we did on Sunday is we got together to honor all the veterans from the area and to pass out a coin uh, to each one of them. And we had uh, I specifically recognized uh, two members in the audience who were in the Battle of the Bulge. Who, who fought in this tenaciously, in, in this critical battle uh, that really was a pivotal point in, in World War II. But, but you saw this rich tapestry of our country, this rich tapestry of veterans from all of our conflicts at this event. And, and, and across our nation, you see those gatherings where we get together to honor the veterans and the sacrifices uh, that they have made. And I think there's a growing awareness not only of the, the sacrifices that the veterans have made, but the sacrifices that their families make um, oh. to support those veterans. And again, one of the, the, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it, being a current member of the military, one of the more gratifying things is the recognition. I have lost count of the number of people who have come up and, and thanked me in the last couple of years uh, of for my service to the nation, and it's very humbling to understand that the entire nation is is behind the service academies and behind the services, and the the brilliant young men and women that that serve uh, in our Army and Navy and Air Force and Coast Guard and Merchant Marine. Like you, I have uh, hundreds of stories I could tell as well, but let me tell a quick one. Uh, I, as I said earlier, travel the country with my Marine Corps cap and try hard to help as many veterans as possible with resumes or interviewing or a whole bunch of things, sometimes one-on-one, sometimes small group. But had a chance to sit in a restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, this gentleman came down the hall and uh, was um, had a Marine Corps cap on. And I said, sir, I'd like to buy you breakfast. And he said, well, I have a group in the back that I normally meet with, but I'll, I'll spend a couple minutes with you. Two hours later, we were still talking about World War II, and like your gentleman at the Battle of the Boats, this gentleman was uh, a veteran of Iwo Jima. I've talked to many Marines, but I've never, ever talked to a, uh, a veteran of Iwo Jima. And, uh, and just, uh, I, I would give them anything to have a camera and videotape that last two hours because it was just something that pretty soon these guys will all be gone, and we have just so much to thank them for everything they've done for our country.
I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, uh, Curtis, uh, we've talked a lot about the transformation process uh, of leadership, and the Academy defines eight principles of officership and development, duty, honor, loyalty, service, competence, teamwork, subordination, and finally leadership. And all of these sound equally important to civilian leadership, and we've referred to how important um, carrying over those qualities into the civilian workforce is and in, in the talent that it provides uh, our um, our nation. And so we want to thank you for uh, your being here today and also uh, for the role that you've played at West Point and now that you'll carry on to Georgia and their uh, college and university system. Thank you for your service and for being here today. Well, thank you for giving me an opportunity to have this chat with you. Uh, over the last hour and uh, look forward to continuing to serve our nation uh, as I uh, transition down to Georgia. Curtis, real quickly, for those that uh, have been fascinated by your information, could you share just quickly um, how they can get in touch with you? Um, sure. The Probably the best way is to uh, email me uh, at uh, uh, either uh, West Point or the University System of Georgia. So uh, at West Point, it's uh, Kurt with a C, C-U-R-T, uh, or I'm sorry, Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S dot Carver at USMA dot E-D-U. So that's Curtis dot Carver at uh, Uniform Sierra Mike Alpha dot <laughs> E-D-U. Or you can email me uh, down at the University System of Georgia. And uh, there it's very similar. It's Kurt dot uh, Carver at USG dot E-D-U. Thanks again, Curtis. Curtis, thank you so much, and once again, thank you very much for your service. No problem at all. Thanks, guys. God bless you, and God bless America. God bless America. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.